0: guys i'm Chelena. that's maggie and this is mysteries at the coffee shop so today we are gonna go over where are we going over spiritualism yeah we're going over the spiritualism movement which i think is a good way to kick off october um so october we're gonna have our spookiest episodes a little less true crime but i think this is a good way to start it off So, Maggie, what is spiritualism? Spiritualism is a movement based on
1: the belief that departed souls can interact with the living. So, like, you can be haunted and all that good stuff. It's characterized by a fascination with seances and mediums. A lot of rich people really like it. They really liked it when it started. Um, It's not really seen as a separate religious movement. Some people like see it as a way of providing evidence to support religious beliefs such as the belief of a soul or uh, life after death. Some types of spiritualism goes in together with churches, others don't. Um, a lot of religious people don't really like spiritualism and they're like, "Why do you do it?" This movement basically includes seances, mediums, voluntary possession, spirit communication, and non-biomedical
0: healing, divining, and prophecy. Interesting. spooky. So you have to believe there's an afterlife in, like, religion, but I guess when you start questioning it is when the church is like, Ayo, what are you doing? Because spiritualism, this spiritualism movement involved, like, basically not having blind faith. Like, it gave people evidence, right, to, like, look and see if there was an afterlife.
1: Yeah, that's essentially what it did. I think a lot of, like, churches don't like it because it can be associated with the occult.
0: And, um, You know how people get about the occult. Just end all the sentences in this podcast episode with, and the church didn't like that. Pretty much.
1: It's just how it is. Everyone has different beliefs and that's okay. But yeah.
0: The church didn't like that. The church did not like what I just said. The church disapproves.
1: Do I believe in God? Yes. Do I think churches can be a little bit much?
0: Yes. I feel like they need to chill out some. The church disapproved of that statement. It's like you're playing Baldur's Gate and you need like the points to romance the characters and every choice you make in the corner lets you know if the character approves or disapproves. Uh, yeah. That was like a
1: negative interaction in a negative interaction in the Sims. Yes. There's like
0: a negative point over Yeah. Yeah. The church disapproves. So we wanna go over the origin of modern spiritualism. So they say that spiritualism began in a small New York town in the 1840s, and one of the biggest influences are going to be the Fox sisters. So the two named Maggie and Kate Fox were touring all over the U.S., giving seances in different hotels. Their older sister, Leia, um, did the same thing as well, but she didn't tour like the other two. So let's get into that. I am not Maggie Fox. Just feel like I need to put that out there. Um... I'm not performing seances across the U.S. That is true, Maggie. will not be doing that. But I do want to let you know that popular figures really got into seances. So some of the popular figures that the Fox sisters inspired would be Franz Anton Mesmer, which is a German physician. He was known to wave his hands over his patients and put them in like a trance-like state. And his patients would say that they could communicate with spirits in that trance, or at least see spirits, not communicate. Um, another person who was really inspired by the Fox sisters was Emmanuel Swedenborg. He believed in the afterlife in three heavens. And then Andrew Jackson Davis claimed that he could communicate and speak with these people in that trance-like state that Franz Antoine Mesmore would put his patients in. These people were heavily influenced by the Fox sisters, so the fox sisters they didn't start the spiritualism movement it was there before they were born however they did heavily influence it and you know turned a lot of skeptics into believers so margaret smith married a man named john fox which is a really cool name that is really cool it's a really cool name he was a son of a blacksmith and they had seven children total jesus yeah seven children total and the first one died in infancy And their last two children were Margaret and Catherine, also known as Maggie and Kate Fox. They were four years apart and were part of the Fox sister trio. In 1848, they lived in a home on the New York countryside where they began experiencing just weird things. Strange, odd occurrences, right? So there would be knockings and rappings and just weird things happening around the house. You know, the Fox house gained a reputation for that. So... All of these things normally only took place in front of Maggie and Kate. Suspicious. A little suspicious, but they're like, you know, this is not vibing with my daughters. Like, you need to get out. It's this house that's doing it to you. So they sent the two girls to to live in Rochester with their older sister, Leah. Because, again, like, they thought it was a house. They didn't think it was them. Which, another side note that I want to put out there is, like, the Fox family themselves were known to have supernatural abilities there was a long line of mediums in their family but also the fact that they were also known to predict events in the future before they happen correctly and a lot of times they were correct and it was really freaky that is a little freaky
1: um i would cry myself
0: yeah so the two sisters went to go live with leia hoping that it wasn't that maybe it was just a house but They were wrong. Some poltergeist activity going on? It was some poltergeist shit going on. So when they moved in with Leia, you know, they thought it was going to be nice and quiet and stuff. But the city of Rochester itself, they were really up on trends with the spiritualism movement. And as soon as they heard about Maggie and Kate moving into that little cottage, people would rush and flock towards that cottage just to see what the hell was going on. Because they wanted to know if it was really real. Because... Apparently, all this stuff was still happening in Leia's presence at Leia's house.
1: How did they know it was going on, though? I don't know. It's a small
0: town. They would, like, put it in a newspaper or something? I don't- It's a small town, Maggie. Word gets out, okay? That's so weird. They don't don't have- These girls over here are crazy. They- They see spirits. I mean, shit. You don't have, like, your phone or anything to look up the news. I guess that's their only form of entertainment at the moment. Thinking that these two people- Women- I don't know, I said women like that was a bad thing. <laughs> women, these women. These women. These witches. I'm just kidding. Burn them. At the stake, I'm assuming it's because in a small town, people gossip and word gets around. So they want to know if it's really true or not. They started flocking there and a pretty prominent family heard of this. So it was a post family and they invited the sisters to a seance in their house. They wanted to communicate with their dead daughter, which is really strange, I think, but people have different ways of grieving and mourning, so I'm not going to judge them on that. Yeah, it is really sad.
1: I can't imagine losing a kid.
0: Yeah. So Mr. Post took Leia and did the magical wavy hand thing and put her in a trance-like state, and that's where they found out that Leia also had medium abilities. Oh, God. She was able to communicate with spirits. And the Post family, they were just so amazed and mesmerized with this that they ended up renting the largest hall in Rochester that is set up to 400 people. They rented it out and performed a seance on stage with the Fox sisters to just show everybody what was going on, how amazing it was. And just to prove a point, they took the sisters into a separate room, disrobed them, inspected their bodies to make sure they did not have anything on them that could make these knocking rapping noises or whatever That's very strange I'm very thorough it is very thorough but they wanted to make sure that they were telling the truth and they wanted the credibility so they did that and this is where they caught the eye of andrew jackson davis and this man is pretty important he's pretty interested in spiritualism he's the guy i mentioned earlier who would be put in the trance-like state and he said he was able to communicate with the spirits. He was like, hey, these girls are pretty cool. So he invited them to New York for a demonstration. And from that time forward, in 1849, the sisters would start to publicly display their abilities in order to spread awareness of spiritualism. Girl, boss. Girl bosses, absolutely. And they begin to actually really start making a profit off of it. So they would go to hotels. And, like, have seances um, at different times, right? So they would have it, like, I don't know, from, like, 10 a.m. to 2, and then 8 to 5, and then 9 to 10. And in between, they would have, like, private sessions for people who would pay for, like, you know, just, hey, can you reach out to my mom? Hey, can you reach out to my sister? They died, like, two years ago. I mean, he... well, I should say that. he's a make money. Um, I mean, they did charge, like, a dollar Per person per, per session, I don't know how much the private sessions were, but per person was like twenty five dollars at that time in eighteen hundreds. Like a dollar equals today's money of twenty five dollars.
1: I wouldn't be paying that much.
0: Did, Did it sit in a spirit, spirit session?
1: session?
0: No, no. Maggie said no. You and I, I don't want to mess with spirits. Anyways, people pay money. Maggie did not. But people paid money, and they were really liking this. The girls were really making a profit, and eventually they did end up touring around the U.S., doing seances on stage, private seances in hotels, and so forth. Like, they were making a fucking killing, homie. Like, money, 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 money. Not that... Actually, I don't know. I don't know their motives behind it, but they were making a lot of money, and... I don't see the reason to not take advantage of this. Like, that's... It's pretty cool. It is cool, but at the same time, I'm just... I'm gonna assume
1: that it, they're not too credible because spiritualism isn't really science. But it's been sort of debunked. You never know, though. I mean... But anyway, if they're trying to, like, make money off of the people who are grieving, it's a little fucked up. It's a little... It's a little messed up. Yeah. Um, I just don't... If they were legit, cool.
0: If they were, assholes. <laughs> assholes. Well, because of them, the spiritualism movement got really big, and then famous people started, like, sitting in their seances. So publishing companies, newspaper industries, journalists, authors. So Horace Greeley, William Cullen Bryant, James Benmore Cooper, William Lloyd Garrison, they all sat in there. And they even expi- in- Expired? They're all done. Yeah. They even inspired Queen Victoria to do seances. Vick- yeah, Vicky was super into seances. She thought that shit was fun. And of course, like I don't know, like here, rich, rich wife person stuck in your house. What do you have to do other than like stare at pretty objects? Up- I don't fucking know. Anyways, because of them, the spiritualism movement pushed forward. It got so big, and. They even inspired a woman named Victoria Classen-Woodhall, which was the leader of the women's suffrage movement and the first woman to run for president in 1872. Oh, cool. That's That's a girl boss. That that is a girl boss. I think that's the reason why the spiritualism movement was pretty big, and it was actually pretty large with women in general because their voices weren't really heard. And then the spiritualism movement came, and people thought that women could really like have more spiritualism than men they had that more femininity and of course like a century ago they'd be burned at the fucking stake but what fuck do i know
1: yeah i guess they like felt like women were more in tune with slaggy abilities so while it is messed up to pray on and grieving
0: people it is hard not to have a voice and i would think like you know, for the women's suffrage movement, a lot of times when they got together was for these seances. Girl night, girl dinner, Yeah, you know, you know, the seance and get that right to vote. Yeah, they also inspired a lot of pseudo-religions and cults and stuff. There was a good side and a bad side. I mean, it, it made people feel very confident. It made them feel like they had some sort of power in their life at a time where women didn't really actually have that much power. any power power? so there's that but there's also the downside where it's just like hey yeah i inspired a cult that like murders black cats on friday the 13th that fucking sucks i mean they didn't deliberately go out and say like start this pseudo religion they were just in the trend doing what they did to make money or whatever they believe and people just kind of were like oh that's cool let me take advantage of this Harry Houdini was very open about his curiosity in the spiritualism movement. He, I had to read this like a couple times because, like, at some points he said that, you know, he did seances and stuff. However, he was doing them to prove that it was all an illusion, and he basically went on this crusade where he, essentially, like witch hunted, and he wanted to expose mediums for what they were, which was a fraud. It was an illusion, and he was a a magician but even he was aware that, like, the magic tricks that he pulled were just magic tricks, illusions. They weren't real. It wasn't really magic, and he wanted people to know that. Kind of, he's everything. Freddy? Fun sucker? I bet you're fun at parties. You wouldn't, I wouldn't expect people to say that about Houdini. Um, wouldn't, you yeah, ever do your fun at parties, Lania? Yeah, yeah, well, I just bet. if he's a Jagger. I would imagine if, like, the spotlight got taken off of him and they started paying attention to, like, the pretty medium girl in the back, would you think that he would get mad? Like, would you think he was, like, a fucking attention-seeking frat boy? Fragile masculinity? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Would you think? You think uh, maybe. I, I never met the guy. I mean, me neither. So, I know what you guys are thinking. I keep mentioning the word seance, but I never explained what it was. The word seance derives from the french word that means session or seat of course in english it means a meeting for people who gather to receive messages from spirits so in modern english like people don't really need to be seated for it but basically the way seances started out was that people you know victorian times whatever they would just sit around their dinner table have the candles lit hold each other's hands and go to a translight state and like trying to communicate with spirits that's what they did now it's your pretty stereotypical thing did it actually work obviously during the spiritualism movement people believe that it actually worked but people could very easily slide their hand under the table makes knocks and kicking noises and like crack their ankles which i actually can do because the joints of my ankles are pretty fucked up so like i'll roll my ankles and you'll hear them cracking so the be- one of the best known seances was actually conducted in the White House. Was it for Abraham Lincoln? Yes, it was for Abraham Lincoln. I heard about that. His wife Mary Todd Lincoln was grieving the loss of their son, and so she was really into the spiritualism movement. And her hus- husband Abraham Lincoln was part of these seances, but I really just think he sat there just to support his wife because he was like, "She's grieving. We're just gonna go with it, just to see if it makes her feel better." You know shout out to him is the supportive husband he may not show love in the romantic ways that many women want but he he's there but i'm actually gonna have maggie go over the history of ouija boards ouija boards are kind of fun
1: so in the late 1800s is when the ouija board first started surfacing uh it was created by Elijah Bond and his business partner, Charles Kennard, with the help of a medium who was also Elijah Bond's sister-in-law. Her name was Helen Peters Nosworthy. No, I don't know. Can't pronounce it. She was a a really interesting woman. She's a little strange. Her family has ties to the Confederacy, the Confederate Army. They all do. All the creators of the Ouija board do, which is just absolutely amazing. That was sarcasm. I just, I really needed to point out that that was sarcasm. Apparently, when she was a child, her and her siblings would take the buttons off of dead soldiers and, like, collect them. This actually comes up later. What the fuck? Yeah.
0: They knew they, so they just walked out there, they're like, there's another one. Another dead body grabbed the buttons. Yeah, pretty much. What the fuck? A little strange. Uh, personally,
1: I wouldn't do that right after a battle. Okay, so in 1890, they had a seance asking the board what it wanted to be called. It replied Ouija O U I J A. Which is interesting. It is said that it could be because somebody who was there was wearing a locket that had the signature of a I think she was a prominent woman in the women's rights. All that good stuff. Her name was Weeda, Ouida. O U I D A. Apparently her signature looked like Ouija K. Hey, I don't know if I'm pronouncing that right. If I am not sorry. They asked the board what Ouija meant and the board was like it means good luck. So, I don't know if it was just, like, wishing them good luck on their business adventures or just good luck or messing with spirits or what. That's some bullshit. Yeah. The, the fuck, fuck you mean good luck? Also, there was a person wearing a locket with essentially the same
0: thing. I call it bullshit.
1: I also call bullshit. But, you know, it's whatever. The local patent office denied a patent, so Bond and Helen... Went to Washington, D.C. to get a patent. They denied it until the chief patent officer asked the board to spell out his name, and it did. His name was probably John or something. Like three letters. Yeah. J O N. Probably something really easy. I don't know. It's not hard to spell. Girl, you live in the South. You already know the answer to that. It is hard to spell, apparently. <laughs> Helen, in her later years, had lost her button collection. God forbid. Uh, She asked the Ouija board where it was. The Ouija board replied that one of her family members had taken it. And since that moment, Helen was like, this board lies. It's a liar. Her words.
0: Did she ever find her buttons?
1: I don't know. Uh, I didn't really look into it. Didn't really care about the Confederate buttons. Weird thing to have. Can't believe she had it all of her life.
0: Who, okay, yeah, who the fuck lets their kid on the battlefield to collect? I don't know. I don't know. I, I don't know. It was different times back then. Anyways, I mean, if you're in the middle of a war,
1: that's traumatizing enough. If you're close to a battlefield, that's traumatizing enough. I know that some people don't have a choice being exposed to it. But it seems like these girls did. Right. They actively went and, like, sought out dead bodies to get buttons. Right. Very strange. Elijah, another co creator, I guess you could say. I've talked about him before. Don't know why I said another co creator. He was a Confederate soldier. Great. Amazing. I don't know why they're all Confederates.
0: It just, I don't know. I think that's a really weird coincidence to point out.
1: Yeah, it's like all
0: these people committed treason. Also, like, I don't know. I feel like the Confederacy has a history of, uh, just like, oh, it's not that big of a deal when they, like, in, I mean, slavery. It's a about state's rights. Sage rights to what?
1: Slavery? Yeah. Summoning demons? Anyways, it's real weird. Originally, the Ouija board was considered an innocent parlor game, until Pearl Curran, an alleged psychic, used it as a divining tool during World War I, linking it to the occult. Pearl allegedly contacted Patience Worth, who was a spirit. Apparently it was like a symbiotic relationship. Apparently one of patient wor- Patience Worth's quotes is, Many moons ago I lived, again I come, patience worth my name, wait, I would speak with thee. If thou shalt live, then so shall I. I make my bread at thy heart hearth. Good friends, let us be merry. The time for work is past, let the tabby drowse, and bleak her wisdom to the fire log. Apparently she said she lived between sixteen forty nine to sixteen
0: ninety four. That's not what she said Her home was across the sea She said many moons did she blandly say like I, I don't know Who knows who knows Anyway so good old Pearl
1: She made it Kind of spooky Um. So shout out to her because We have so many good horror movies now That are linked to Ouija board True 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 um, it's, It is funny that the Ouija board Is owned by Hasbro Um, It was in 1966, the rights of the Ouija board were acquired by Parker Brothers, which then were bought out by Hasbro, giving Hasbro the patent to the Ouija board,
0: USB 8 and older to play with demons. I remember going into Toys R Us in the 90s. I was a 97 baby, so like more like early 2000s, right? And I remember seeing the Ouija board and my mom was like, what the hell? And I read it. I was like, mom, can I get this? And she was like. No, you have to be eight or older to summon demons. And I was like, I was like six at the time. You know, my mom and like everyone in my family were just like, don't mess with it.
1: Don't bother it. It could get scary.
0: My mom said that too. My mom was like, you're opening up a door, but like you don't know how to close it. So like, what else do we know about? Like, where did it like originally come from?
1: Well... There wasn't, like, a definitive, 100% similar way in the past that kind of links to the Ouija board, but a method of contacting the dead found in China during 1100 AD has been found uh, called Fuji, also known as planchette writing. It uses a suspended tray to guide a stick, which writes Chinese characters in sand or incense ashes. That was, like, their early way of contacting the dead, kind of similar to a Ouija
0: board, but not. A hundred percent. It was forbidden in the Chinese Dynasty, In like 1644 to 1912. That's a long ass time. Yeah, the Chinese dynasties are actually pretty pretty interesting. So, okay.
1: Are you a believer or are you a skeptic? I believe in ghosts. I've had experiences. I don't like to mess with ghosts. It's spooky. I was actually visited by the ghost of my great-grandma.
0: Interesting.
1: Yeah. How was that? It was terrifying. I was staying in the night at my grandparents' house, as I do sometimes. And I was alone because my grandparents were out of town. <laughs> I just wanted a quiet time. It sounds like I'm about to start crying.
0: Are you? No. Okay, I was going to say gonna I mean, we all have to talk about it. My voice just does this now. Okay. Every time you talk about Grandma or I was in
1: General, I was alone. It's an older house. Not too old, but, like, let's see some days. And, um, I went went to bed in the room that my great-grandma apparently used to sleep in when she visited my grandma, and in the middle of the night, I felt something press against my back, and, like, wrap around, then whisper in my ear and ask if I wanted a hug, and I was like, no, no, thank you. And at this point, I felt, like, really weird, like, my heart had sunk. I had this deep, like, feeling in the pit of my stomach, and it was just so, like, I was terrified. And it, like, lifted off, like, I felt that pressure move away, and I turned around, and I saw this bright light underneath the door, kind of, like, walking away.
0: Absolutely terrifying. That, that That sounds crazy. See, like, I've never really had an experience, so I guess I'm kind of a skeptic, like, my whole family— says that they've seen or spoken to or had dreams about spirits. And I just, I guess I just wasn't given the gift or they never show up around me because they feel like fucking insulted or something. I don't know.
1: I don't know. Like, I had originally got it kind of been a like, dream, but I talked to my mom about it. In that same bedroom. she said that she'd always heard of her aunts and uncles seeing the spirit of my great grandma. And she had always said that she didn't want to see it. So when she had this experience, she couldn't open her eyes, but she felt someone playing with her hair like her her grandma. Used. Weird. That's kind of crazy. Yeah, it is spooky. I never met my great grandma in person. She died before I was born. I guess she thought I was lonely because I was in the house alone and didn't want me to be scared. Um, and while I do appreciate that. I was scared shitless. The opposite effect was achieved. Yeah. I mean, at least I it with her and not somebody else. That's scary.
0: <laughs> that's really scary. I also
1: used to see a shadow man in the doorway in my room when I was a child. Did he
0: have a hat? Sometimes. It's a hat man. Yeah, he was really tall and skinny. I have yet to see this hat man that everyone is talking about but like the last time I quote unquote saw something I was having a sleep paralysis and I'm not gonna lie I was just really tired of his bullshit and I told it to go away. Did it go away? Yeah, it did. But I have this sneaking suspicion in my head, not even a sneaking suspicion but I really think that the mind is really a powerful thing and that it can play tricks on you. It can be.
1: Um, but that shadow man, my mom had, like, my entire shadow, and she's like, oh, it's nothing." And this is the woman who, like, scared the shit out of me by photoshopping ghosts in the back of my photos. What the fuck? <laughs> like, and she was like, no, it's not really just seeing things. I was talking to her when I was about 18, and I was like, remember how I used to see things in, in the house, and she was like, I saw them too, I just didn't want to freak you out. She said that it was terrifying when I came up to her and told her about it because she had seen this figure after dropping us off at school. She went into the basement and saw this, like, black hunched over figure and it started coming at her. She said she drove away and sat in a church
0: parking lot for, like, an hour. She's like, no, 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 no. She said, I'm not messing with this today. Hell no. Tell her no, no, no. There was a lot of weird
1: experiences in the house. I could honestly go on and on about it. Um... My old neighbor in that house is actually a ghost hunter now. Um, ghost biker expeditions, I think. If y'all are interested in that stuff, she's a pretty cool gal. In her house, there was a child who died of a brain tumor. I don't know when, but whenever she lived there several times a year her snow globes would all go off at once in the middle of the night weird
0: and like that's that's strange It it is strange it is pretty strange so i want to say that's the end of our podcast episode for the spiritualism movement spooky, spooky. um we do have a surprise for you in the future so maggie and i are working on probably trying to go ghost hunting i don't know how well that's gonna go maggie's br- probably gonna be scared shitless and i am probably i don't know it's gonna be a reverse uh, watcher situation
1: yeah 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 i'm a little i don't like messing with spirits i want to do it as safely as possible it's scary
0: yeah so stay tuned we have a lot of new things coming up in october thank you guys so much for listening. We are going to come up with more ideas for the merch shop. And we do appreciate every follow, like, and subscription. So, again, thank you so much. And we'll see you guys on the next episode. Bye! -bye. Say bye, Ollie. He said I sleep. He snooze. He snooze. (laughs)